Let's talk about the five most common limiting beliefs and how they are destroying your life. Today you'll learn what these limiting beliefs are, why they're so sneaky and pernicious, and what you can do about them. Welcome to the Deep Psychology Podcast. I'm Ross. We talk about profound personal development. You can find me on all the major podcasting platforms or head to deeppsychology.com, which is visited by thousands every month for tons of free resources. And you can follow the link in the description for the accompanying article. Okay, listen, I don't really know if these five limiting beliefs are destroying your life. That's what you're going to find out today. You have to analyze your situation for yourself. But I think if you've never learned about limiting beliefs before and you've never worked on them in yourself, I can guarantee that they're having some kind of negative effect on your life and preventing you from making positive change. Before we look at these five limiting beliefs, the five most common limiting beliefs, we need to discuss what a limiting belief is, and this will really help us when we're trying to identify them and move beyond them. What are limiting beliefs? Well, a a limiting belief is a disempowering idea or view that you have about yourself that you strongly hold on to and that persistently prevents you from making change. Think of it like being hypnotized by yourself. You can't see these. You're you're seeing the world through them. You're seeing yourself through them. And so you can't see them yourself. They're actually easier to see in other people or for other people to see in you than you to see them in yourself. I find that often these limiting beliefs are what are called introjections, which basically means ideas that you pick up from others about what you're capable of and um, what if you're going to have success or not in your projects and you never question them they're just there they're not really your ideas you've picked them up and you've adopted them but originally they weren't your idea what do they do to your life i've kind of mentioned this already but basically they stop you from making change in the broadest sense possible they stop you from making change even if it's positive change this is really important it's not just Ah, uh, they stop me from changing, but big deal, you know, I don't really, that doesn't matter. No. It stops you from making big positive change that perhaps everyone knows, everyone around you knows would do you really good. You're, you yourself know would do you really good, but you can't make them. You can't make this change because you have these limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs operate in career and hobbies, relationships, business, new projects you want to start maybe you want to learn new skills literally anything that means change lasting change limiting beliefs will come up basically what limiting beliefs do is they limit your idea of what is possible so as soon as you have a new idea of how to change your life or the person you want to become or a change you want to make you'll have that idea i want you to see this because you can see it happening You have this idea, you maybe feel a bit of inspiration uh, when you imagine this new person or this change or your life and what it could be like. And as soon as that happens, not long after that, literally within seconds, this limiting belief will come in and it'll just extinguish it, just like completely gone. And it won't leave, it won't leave any room for maneuver here. It won't say, oh, maybe I'm not good enough to do it. Maybe I'll fail, but it'll be like, no, I'm, I'm not good enough to do that. I'm going to fail at this. 
or whatever other limiting belief. You're going to learn the five most common ones. So replace that one with any of the five. It's just going to extinguish all your hopes of change and, and, and improvement in your life. And basically what this does is, and you can see this, this is one of the main reasons that this happens. Limiting beliefs keep you stuck in your habitual cycles and the life that you're used to and the person and the activities and the people you know, your habits, everything that you're used to already, everything that's already installed in your life, your limiting beliefs just keep you stuck there. They stop you from questioning it, moving beyond it, trying to build new habits, trying to change the people you know, trying to change the activities you do. It will just, they just extinguish all your hopes of that right away before you can even really start to make plans. As soon as you have that initial inspiration, boom, it comes in and uh, really after that, you've really gotten, you've got no possibility of change at that point. So now you've got a good idea theoretically of what a limiting belief is. Let's look at the five most common limiting beliefs out there. And listen, you've probably experienced this each one at some point in your life or you're experiencing it right now. And to be honest, uh, not all of them are terrible and you you can experience them without them destroying your life, without them actually making, making them the priority for how you make decisions and letting them overtake your, your inspiration. They can be there in your mind and you're not, you don't have to listen to them, but I bet most people in their life have never seen these before and that's what keeps them stuck even though they don't want to be stuck anyway commenting common limiting belief number one is i'll fail i'll fail if i try and start this new business or i try and whatever become an artist if i try and learn this language i'm gonna fail that's the that's the sensation we have when we start anything it feels like we're gonna fail and actually, you're kind of right. You know, you're very right in a sense. Failure is its really an intrinsic part of most projects that you start, even those that are eventually successful. So let's say you want to start a new business, right? You have some sort of idea, you do some research, you have an idea as how you can start acquiring clients for that business. What will happen? Probably the first times, let's say you put an ad on, I don't know, let's say you put an ad on social media for your new business and you create a page or whatever. And so you think, all oh, right, I'll put an ad up, I'll get people in, I'll get them to look, and then hopefully they'll start, um, they'll get in touch and hopefully we can start doing business. Um, probably the first time you do that, you're going to fail. Um, you know, you'll put the ad up, nothing will happen, no one will get in touch. No one ever tells you this. No successful business person ever tells you this. No one that has ever run you know, some kind of service or classes or any kind of business will tell you this, but this is the reality of it. You're probably going to fail the first time and the second time and the third time. It takes a while. This is totally normal. It's not an issue. The pro- the, the key is, this is a kicker. This is a kicker right here. When you fail at this first time, you have a decision to make. You either say, Ah, well, this is a sign that this business is never going to work because no one got in touch. No one wants to pay me for this. Ah, well, I'm just going to give up. I'm going to, I'm just going to 
keep working at my job and I'm not going to try and start this business. That's one way. The other way is to try again, start iterating, say, ah, oh, well, I failed, big deal. Let's, let's try something else. Let's put another ad up. Let's whatever. Let's do something else. Let's try again. And this is where the limiting belief of I'll fail will destroy you because if you believe you'll fail and then you try something and you do fail, well, listen, well done for doing it. Well done for even trying because often that limiting belief will stop you from even trying. But when you do fail, it will just reinforce, it'll be like, oh, well, I was right. that I was, I, I'm going to fail. I was right. I was right about that. So I'm going to stop now. And you don't try. You don't iterate. You don't um, keep going. And this is this is why this limiting belief is pernicious. But as I said, it can often just stop you from even getting to that point of, all right, I'm going to put this first ad out. I'm going to try something. It will stop you even getting even close. Like I, I talk to people all the time who want to start their own thing or they have this idea or whatever. They don't even, they don't get anywhere close to the planning phase or the research phase. They don't get anywhere close to it. As soon as they have this idea this flicker of hope or inspiration, it just gets completely extinguished by this fear of failure. And this is why it's so pernicious. And as I said, even if you do start, you'll see your initial failures, which are pretty much inevitable, no matter what you're doing. You'll see that as proof that it wasn't possible after all. So the way to reframe this one is just to realize that failure is normal. Failure is actually good as long as it doesn't stop you from continuing in what you're doing. If you're going to learn something, if you're going to try and start a business, you're going to fail a lot. Don't let that be a failure of the entire project. Let it be part of the project. Let it be part of the the journey. I like to say that short-term failure is the mechanism through which you succeed in the long term. So you have to keep going. You have to even if you fail, you have to keep going and you have to start even if you're afraid. I don't mean you don't do proper research and you just, I'm just going to start. I'm not, I'm just going to whatever, whatever. I'll just try whatever. No, you have to plan. You have to be practical, but you ha- always have to start. Starting out is often the biggest battle. It's just overcoming your initial resistance and starting. Okay. Common limiting belief number two is I'm not talented. So again, listen, this limiting belief will restrict your your life to everything that you're already familiar with. Anything outside of that circle of familiarity will seem inherently too much for you, too difficult. And like with all limiting beliefs, this tragic limiting belief, the tragic part of it is that it reinforces itself and self-perpetuates. So basically, if you, for example, want to learn the piano, but you believe you're somehow incapable of learning the piano, then basically you're never going to try it because you don't think that you're capable, that you're not talented, that somehow you're not able to do it because of some inbuilt, inherent reason. So you'll never develop any skills in the piano. And what are you going to think? Ah, I didn't develop any skills because I'm not talented. So basically, you'll believe that the cause of your lack of piano playing abilities is because of your lack of talent, when actually they're not. 
the cause of your lack of skills is that you're not practicing. And the cause of that is your, your belief in your lack of talent and your belief in the importance of talent. This applies not just to like skills, it applies to business, it applies to losing weight. Like you have this fixed idea of who you are and that there's certain things that you're good at and that will work for you and there, there are others that just won't. I'm pretty sure that everyone in their life has battled with this at some point. You have to ask yourself, and let me be blunt about this, in this new area that you think you're not talented in, how much time have you spent learning? How many times have you tried and failed? Have you actually tried at all? Or are you just assuming things based on like one or two little experiences you had at some point in life? Or is it because someone else has told you that you're not good at that? If you've not tried something for 100 hours, 200 hours, 500 hours, don't tell me that you don't have talent if you're not seeing improvement. If you've tried something for that length of time, you're going to notice a shift in skills and then you'll see that talent doesn't matter. I've actually written an entire article about the subject of talent, but I don't have time to go into it right now. Just believe me when I say that. Our conception of talent is largely false. You weren't a talented walker when you came to this world. You weren't a talented talker. You couldn't even dress yourself. You couldn't go to the toilet. You learned how to do all these things. It's the same with any area in life. Same thing. It's a skill that you need to learn. It's not inbuilt. Stop believing that things are inbuilt and that you have certain things that are inbuilt and other things that aren't. You vastly overestimate talent and you underestimate your capabilities. You underestimate the power of persistence and hard work. Even if you lack the skills right now, you're not a good piano player, you're overweight, you, you don't have this business and it feels like you don't have the skills to, to do those things, know that you'll develop them if you have the desire and the work ethic to do so. Stop believing that you need to be inherently predisposed to this thing because you don't. Great, let's move on to number three. Common limiting belief number three is now isn't the time. Now isn't the time. Now isn't the time to lose weight. Now isn't the time to start my business. Now isn't the time to learn this new skill. I don't have the time. I've got too many obligations. The problem with this one is that, right, I'm not saying that you can't have different levels of, (laughs) you can't have different amounts of time available to you. That's certainly true. Some of us have more time than others. That's true. But also, the problem with this is that if you believe now isn't the time, you're always going to believe that. You you get into the habit of postponing things and prioritizing silly things over what's really important. And the next thing, what's going to happen is you're going to look back in 30 years and you'll realize that, oh, for the last 30 years, I've been postponing. And you're going to be stuck in the same old ruts after all that time. This one's very sneaky, very, very sneaky. What's actually at the root of this one is fear and your inability to face your fear. Okay, fear is at the root of most limiting beliefs, but this one doesn't seem like fear is there, but really it is. When something scares us, let's say we have an an interview or we're doing something for the first time or we need to do a presentation at work or whatever, 
when something scares us, we try and postpone it as long as possible. We don't want to face it. We just want to like turn our heads in the other direction and ignore it. It's not that now isn't the right time for you to do whatever it is you want to do to make this positive change. It's just that you're scared and you don't want to face it. Right. Okay. Maybe you don't have lots of time on your hands, but listen, time is something you manage. You have to take responsibility for it. Even if you've got a job, even if you've got a mortgage, even if you've got children and a pet and all the other obligations of adult life, you still manage it. No one forced you to have a child. (laughs) No one forced you to get married. Well, at least I hope they didn't. Um, We need to work, yes. You still had to apply for that job. You still had to take that job. You still have to go there every day. When you make something a priority, a do or die necessity, you'll find time that you didn't know you had. Trust me. When you find the time you didn't know you had, you can start taking small steps towards this positive change. Another source of this limiting belief now isn't the time thing. It's just laziness. Fair enough. We pre- we prefer comfort. We pretend we prefer our old patterns. You know, we prefer to watch TV and look at the phone and doom scroll and go on social media and read the news and watch Netflix and whatever. We prefer all that stuff, even if it's mediocre, and we see that it's actually not really advancing us long term. It gives us some comfort and pleasure, yes. Long term, what's it doing for us? We prefer that over change and advancement simply because it takes effort to change. And the now isn't the time thing is, is it can just be sheer laziness. So you have to look out for that one. Again, the, the way to overcome this is just priorities. Get your priorities straight, for God's sake. What is more important to you? Spending your spare time in hobbies and activities that don't really do much or making this change, starting that business, learning this new skill, for example. You have to get your priorities right. Okay, moving on to number four. Common limiting belief number four is that this isn't me. By definition, change means that you're becoming a different person. So whether it's you learn a hobby, you change job, you start a new habit, or you want to maybe start eating healthy, for example, your identity has to subtly shift, maybe even dramatically shift. Basically, we get used to being a certain way. So let's say we don't eat healthy. We get used to that. And it's not just the fact of eating healthy or unhealthy. It's all the behavioral and emotional patterns that accompany it. Maybe we eat unhealthy because we can't be bothered cooking. Maybe we eat unhealthy because we have emotional difficulties that we don't know how to deal with without eating. Maybe we've always shopped in certain um, supermarkets that don't sell enough healthy food for us. Maybe our friends are unhealthy. Maybe maybe we just we, we like the taste of unhealthy food. Anything. Just the whole thing is like a complex made up of all these different patterns and behaviours and we get used to it. And we perpetuate it, we get used to it. And the more you run those patterns, the more they just become ingrained. And 
that's why change is difficult. That's why it feels like it isn't us because it actually isn't us. You're right. The healthy you isn't you. But take it as a positive sign, not a negative sign. Though we we consider ourselves advanced, you know, rational, enlightened 21st century humans, but in some ways we're actually still very primitive. We don't like change in the unknown. We don't even like positive change because it means things will be different. It means change. It doesn't, it's not positive or negative. It's just change. So we don't like it. That's why the feeling of this isn't me is so scary to us. Scary to us. It's the unknown. It's, it's, it's going to be different. And therefore, if it's different, ah, oh, what, something bad could happen. It's not you, but maybe it should be you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have entertained the idea in the first place. If you want to start a business, but you think, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's not me, it's not who I am. Maybe it should be who you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had that idea in the first place. And you have to ask yourself with this limiting belief, is keeping my identity the same, all my behavioral patterns, all my emotional patterns, all my, the views I have of myself that I cling on to, Is that better or worse than enduring a bit of discomfort and a bit of change that's necessary to transform your identity? You have to make that decision. But if you always think, oh, this isn't me, that's not who I am. I don't do this. I don't do that. Well, listen, you're right. You're you're not going to do that. And it's not going to be you. And you're going to be stuck in your old habits, even if you don't like them. That's what's so tricky about this one. Okay, let's move on to the final limiting belief. And this one is another tricky one. This limiting belief is that people will judge me. I want to change. I want to I want to start a business. I want to lose weight. I want to start this new hobby. I want to move to a new country. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to take up meditation. I want to take up yoga. But if I do that, people will judge me. This is a really... It's... it's this is a tricky one because it it's very subtle and it's actually very comforting. And I'll tell you why. Listen, when you believe this, what happens is it enables you to give up responsibility, to forgo responsibility for your own life. Because what will seem like, listen, what will seem like if you're holding this limiting belief is that it's not you that's stopping yourself from changing. It's other people. Listen, I want to change. I want to make that change. But my family, my friends and whatnot, they're judging me. And that's why I can't start a business. That's why I can't move country. That's why I can't leave this shitty relationship. This isn't actually true. That's not why you can't change. You're just resisting. You're just, you're, you're, you're scared. Okay, that's fine. You're using it as, a, as an excuse. And this is this is perfect when we feel afraid and we feel like um, we're, we're afraid of the unknown. We, we give away our responsibility. We want to give away responsibility. And the perfect way is to blame other people. Let me be clear about this, though. And I, I'm trying not to be harsh here, but it's, it's, it's true. Like, you need to realize this. If you structure your life around what other people want, you're going to be miserable. Listen, if I structured my life around what my parents wanted for me when I was younger or what my friends wanted for me, listen, 
I would be miserable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be authentic. I wouldn't be working a job I like. I would probably not have the diet and exercise routines that I have. I wouldn't do meditation every day. I wouldn't have learned several languages. I wouldn't probably have learned the guitar. The list goes on. I would just be like a, a hybrid of all their desires. I wouldn't have a clue what my authentic desires are. When you when you live life based on what other people want, you feel like a puppet. You don't feel strong. You don't feel independent. You don't feel like you have a lot of control. You feel like a puppet being pulled and propelled by external demands because that's actually what you are. You're not, you're, you've not got a strong enough sense of identity. If other people judge you, listen, a lot of the time they're not judging you. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But if other people judge you, let me suggest that they're not actually doing it because of you. They're doing it because of themselves. They wouldn't want to see themselves like that. They want they wouldn't want to work that job or start that business or learn that language or whatever. And so they're basically judging themselves. They're not judging you. And listen, if they're judging you enough that it's like unpleasant and they say nasty things, they actually don't care about you. Like, that sounds harsh, but it's true. Maybe they care about you in some ways, but in this way, they don't care. They don't, they're not listening to your desires. They don't know who you are. They don't even care who you are. They're just being egocentric and selfish. They want you to be a certain way because they'll benefit from it or they don't want others to be different from them or they want other people to listen to them so they can, you know, fill a hole inside them. They can fill the sense of inferiority inside them. They want, they want to call the shots because they actually can't, they don't accept themselves and then therefore they don't accept other people and they don't feel um, at ease with others who are different from them. Their lens is very narrow and restricting. They have a, a very limited set of ideas about who we are and who we should be and what we should do uh, in our time here. You really do not, listen, you, you do not want to make life decisions based on the, on their opinions. And listen, even if it's a subtle thing like, oh, your, your family will laugh at you, your friends will laugh at you. Listen, one, I mean, who cares? Practice not giving a shit, you know, practice not caring. They might appreciate that. They'll probably like you more for it. But also we exaggerate it. We think, you know, oh, if I put this article on the internet, if I post this thing on social media, people are going to laugh at me. They're not going to laugh at you. Listen, if they don't like it, they'll probably just move on. They'll probably just go, ah, that's, that's, that's kind of mediocre. I don't like that. I don't want to read that. They'll move on with their lives. In five minutes, they'll forget about it. And listen, people are not lying awake at night thinking about what job you've got, what hobbies you like, what food you eat. They don't, they don't really care. Like They've got their own things going on. They don't have time. You're exaggerating big time. You're really exaggerating how much they care and how much they're going to judge you. So be careful with that. If they truly do care, they will listen to you, they'll understand you, and they'll encourage you. Those are the people that you can trust. Take advice from those people, not the people that seem to be against you and not even offering you advice, like measured advice, just being downright nasty and judging you and making you feel weird. Don't want to listen to those people. Don't, don't build your life around their desires. Really not a good idea.
So we've covered the top five limiting beliefs. So now it's over to you. Which of these limiting beliefs hold you back? I really want you to see how damaging this limiting belief is, the one that affects you most. Understand where did it come from? Why am I holding this? Like really, what, like really underneath the surface, what actually is this limiting belief about? Often, as I said, they're not what they um, show themselves to be. They sort of disguise themselves trickily. That's how they perpetuate themselves. That's how they continue to hold, have a hold on us. Understand where it came from. See how it affects you. And then start moving in the opposite direction. If you don't, if all you do is give in to them all the time, uh, well, listen, they could destroy your life. And I'm not, I might be exaggerating, but I also might not be exaggerating. You have to decide for yourself. I know for myself, if I didn't, if I wasn't aware of my limiting beliefs, my life would be very different and not in a good way. So listen, if you liked this episode, do subscribe to my podcast for more. I've got new episodes coming every week on deep psychology. And make sure to check out the accompanying article for more information about these limiting beliefs. I haven't been able to go into all the depth that I can in the articles. So check that out. And I hope to see you again real soon. Take care.